0: What's up, everyone? Welcome back to another episode of the Fantasy Fellow Show. I'm your host, the Fellow KGB. You can follow me on Twitter at the Fellow KGB. It is Friday night. uh, It looks like December the 4th here, 6 o'clock Central Time. We're going to be going over my start sit charts. We covered the noon games last night, but tonight we're going to be going over all of the afternoon games and we'll cover the night games as well. So that's Sunday night two monday games and a tuesday game so we're going to hop right into a screw here and we're going to get things rolling i think we're going to start with a 305 game here um and then i do have uh, at the top of the left here those are the games that we're going to be covering tonight i'm just going to probably start doing that from now on where i just post uh i guess the schedule for the things i'm going to be talking about so what's going on harris man thanks for hanging out welcome to the show hope you guys are having a good friday night Um, so we're going to scroll down here, the start sit chart. If you guys are on YouTube, it's in the link below. If you guys wanted to follow along and listen, or if you just wanted to watch, that's cool too, but we're going to be starting with the Los Angeles Rams at the Arizona Cardinals. This one's a really interesting game. I did want to pull up the NFC playoff rest because this one's got a lot of implications here. Uh, the Rams did not look very good. The last time we saw them, they did lose to, who did they lose to last weekend? I can't recall. Um, they lost last weekend and I can't remember who it was. Uh, but anyways, the Cardinals are clinging on to the last uh, wild card spot in the NFC. So we're just pulling that up here right now. Uh, I guess the Rams here are the Cardinals here at six and five, hold the seventh seed. The the Rams are at seven and four. So this one's a really much needed win here for both teams. And I think the loser this game is going to be in some big trouble because we do expect Minnesota to win against Jacksonville. The Bears do play the Lions and the 49ers They could be a sneaky upset against the Bills here. So we're looking at some teams that could be six and six. They could bump the Cardinals out of the spot here. So this one has a lot riding on it. Again, this is a 305 time slot game. Before we get into, I guess, the information here, I did want to pull up some practice reports. I think both teams are relatively pretty healthy coming into this one. A really nice short list here for the Rams. I got nobody on offense here really worried. Uh, Just looks like a linebacker listed out here. And then on the Arizona side, uh, they got a little bit lengthier list here, but for as far as fantasy p- players here, it looks like Hopkins is fun. Uh, and that's really it. Otherwise, the offense looks really, really good here. It looks like a safety is going to be out. A couple questionable players here, but really good, really good practice reports here from both teams. So just looking at the fantasy points allowed here to each position and I'll kind of just zoom in a little bit on that. So that makes a little bit more uh, a little bit bigger there for us. Only one green matchup here for us to take advantage of. The Cardinals are allowing 38.8 fantasy points to the wide receivers. And then we got to kind of weave our way through some of these red matchups here. The Rams defense is playing some really good football. Second best against the quarterback. Number one against the wide receivers. I did read a really good article today about Jalen Ramsey versus DeAndre Hopkins. Uh, I think I retweeted it out if you guys wanted to find it on Twitter, but essentially those two players have matched up against each other eight times. And apparently Jalen Ramsey has won the matchup more often than not. Hopkins has had some really good big games, so it's going to kind of be like a 50-50 situation. And of course, all those games were with Deshaun Watson, so this is a little bit different. We got Kyler Murray kind of hanging out with the weird shoulder thing right now, but both teams have some really good defensive spots here. Nothing really glaring as a weakness. So how do I evaluate this as a start-sit chart? Uh, I do think we're going to continue to use Kyler Murray as a quarterback one. It really depends. Like if you have like, if you have a really good quarterback, too, I could see you mention Kyler Murray for maybe like a Taysom Hill just because he gets the rushing touchdowns. But we're going to still roll out with Kyler Murray. Jared Goff, he's just a quarterback, too, in super flex leagues. I don't really trust him uh, against the Cardinals. We'll see what Patrick Peterson can do on the outside. As far as running backs, I think you like what Kenyon Drake has been doing. Let's just look at this real quick. So, last weekend's game, you see Kenyon Drake 55% of the snaps, Chase Edmonds 45, but Kenyon Drake ends up getting 22 total rushing attempts, 78 yards and two touchdowns uh, in the red zone here. He's also been seeing an increase in targets. I think he's had three catches in each of the last two games. So Kenyon Drake is doing a really good job here. He should be trusted as an RB2, even though the, I mean, the Rams are pretty good. They allow about 21 fantasy points to the running backs, but I do think uh, just because he's got the opportunity to score some rushing touchdowns and we do know that Kyler Murray, I mean, there is a little concern with that shoulder. So I, I think, as far as like him getting all those rushing touchdowns earlier in the season, those might all of a sudden be kind of you know pretty rare from here on out. Cause I think as they get closer, they're probably gonna call Kenyon Drake's number a little bit and lean on him towards the goal line. So I do like Kenyon Drake as a running back, too. As far as DeAndre Hopkins, you're gonna continue to use him, even though it is Jalen Ramsey. We're gonna we're gonna limit our expectations here. I did want to pull up, um, we're gonna go to our our site here, stat Muse. And we do know that deandre hopkins has played against jalen ramsey but that was when Ramsey was on the jaguars so i'm just going to type in deandre hopkins first jaguars and we're going to add the word game logs here so we have a huge list of games of deandre hopkins i'm not sure if jalen ramsey played in all of these but you're going to kind of see here eight for 48 five for 40. those are pretty good floor games for hopkins and then he has a monster game here 12 for 147. Uh, this three for fifty, but he gets the touchdown. You see four for eighty, and he gets another touchdown. Seven for fifty-five, and another touchdown here. So the numbers don't really concern me against Jalen uh, Ramsey here. There are some low games here, like a five for forty-eight, but I think you're going to take those lumps if you can get nine or ten points as a floor. We're going to take that there. Uh, looking at Chase Edmonds, Christian Kirk. These guys are just flex plays. Again, we do expect Ramsey to shadow Hopkins. So maybe maybe Christian Kirk gets more involved. I don't feel great about it. He's more of like a top 40 receiver. I wouldn't call him a must-start wide receiver three. And then Edmonds does have uh, some low-end value here as a flex play. He only caught four for 14, so that's 5.4. Adds 2.9, so he's got a pretty low floor of seven to eight points. He's a little bit of a risk, but if you're a zero RB, you know, drafter, maybe he has some potential there for RB2 points. And then I'm not really trusting anybody else over here. Uh, as far as these guys on the bench down here and on the Ram side, since we're on StatMuse and we pulled this up, uh, we pulled this up the other night. Uh, it was Robert Woods, Robert Woods against the Arizona Cardinals. Uh, it was pretty crazy what he did against these, this team here um so we're going to just type in robert woods cardinals uh game logs so i'll get to some of those questions in a second here uh but you see robert woods last year seven for 67 and a touchdown that's a great game that's almost 20 points there and then uh in december 1st of last year 13 for 172 bob woods puts up a 30 burger here for us in ppr leagues and then the year before that six for 89 in a touchdown uh, the other the other game in the 2018 season, six for 81. And we see five for 59 and six for 51. So these were kind of low points here, but he's prog- he's been progressively getting better here against the Cardinals. So I do like Robert Woods. Uh, since we're here too, we'll just look at Cooper Cup real quick see what he's been doing against his team so he's also had some really good success basically every game that he's played against the arizona cardinals he's been over double digits so you see seven for 99 and a touchdown six for 65 and a touchdown six for 63 so i guess maybe we like maybe we like jared goff as a quarterback one streamer i think this could be an interesting play here but as far as the rams i'm just going to lean into the receivers here with cooper cup and robert woods i'll consider jared goff as a quarterback one streamer if you need to uh, and then just with the way the, the way the running backs have been, you know, kind of messing each other up with snap counts right now, I I'm having a hard time recommending one guy over the other. I think they're all guys worth holding on your bench until we get some clarity here, but we do see, and this was last week against the 49ers, 25 snaps for Malcolm Brown, 20 for Henderson, 17 for acres, only three rushing attempts for Malcolm Brown. Uh, He did fumble in this one too, two catches, 15 yards. So this is not something I'm trusting here at all. As far as Daryl Henderson, he does get the most attempts with 10 rushing attempts, one target, zero catches, but uh, a really inefficient day here on the ground, 10 for 19. And then Cam Akers, he had like a 60-yard run at the end of the game here to, to score the final touchdown. It wasn't a um, He had a 60-yard run to set him up like inside the 10-yard line, and then he rushed it in from like the four- or five-yard line out. So I'm thinking maybe Cam Akers has some momentum here. But again, I have no way uh, of feeling confident in telling you to start either one of these guys. I'm going to continue to watch this backfield to see how these – Snap counts and the touches evolve here, but I think I'm leaning towards not using any of these guys if you have to. Uh, and then I can't trust the tight ends either. So, really simple fantasy evaluation here, I think, for the Rams and the Cardinals. Uh, we're going to move on to the Giants and the Seahawks. I'm going to hop over to the chat room and see what kind of questions we got here. So, Steven Drake so what's going on, man? Thanks for hanging out. Would you play Devontae Booker over Kenyon Drake this week? Full PPR. Uh, that's a good, relevant question. We just covered Kenyon Drake here. So, I do like um, Devante Booker quite a bit, because if we, if we would have liked, uh, let's go to FF today here. I'm going to, we're going to pull up what the, the, basically the Jets defense has been allowing to running backs. But if this was a Josh Jacobs game, I think, I think we'd be seeing Josh Jacobs probably rank as like a top five, top 10 running back here. So we know that Booker does not exactly equal Josh Jacobs, but he can do a pretty good impression. And, uh, I don't know if you guys remember this, but Josh Jacobs missed uh, I think maybe two or three of the last games of last year. And he, the replacement for Josh Jacobs last year was Deandre Washington. And when he came in, he was an RB one for those three straight games here. They just loaded him up with touches and it worked out really well for the Raiders. So right now I'm, I just pulled up. These are uh, the, the top scoring running backs against the New York jets. So Deandre Washington, eight points last week, Kalen Bellage 14.1, you see 15.7 out of Burkhead. 6.8 out of Le'Veon Bell. This was a game where they just kind of they just kind of had to throw the ball here. Uh, I don't think any of the rushing stats work. So that was kind of a weird outlier game here for the Jets defense. They just got torched by Mahomes in the passing game. Zach Moss, 10.2, Gaskin 16.6, Edmonds 20, 25 for Melvin Gordon. So there's a really, really strong case here of, of Devontae Booker probably, you know, getting for sure double digits. You see only two games here: Bell in Washington were less than 10 points. I would put him somewhere in the range of like a village up to best case scenario would be this Melvin Gordon, I suppose, if he gets two touchdowns. So I really do feel more comfortable with Devonte Booker. I think just because there's really no competition for, for touches behind Devonte Booker and the, I th- I'm assuming the Raiders are probably touchdown favorites against the jets. They should be able to run the ball uh, all game long here. So I really like Devonte Booker in this one. I get it if you want to go with Kenyon Drake, but for me, I'm gonna take advantage of this this no Josh Jacobs situation. I'm gonna lean into the the Raiders here with Devontae Booker in this call. So thank you for the question, Stephen. With uh, Harris YT, should I bench DeAndre Hopkins for Keenan Allen? That is uh, my flex, then put David Montgomery there in standard. Uh, yes, I, I do like David Montgomery, probably the best out of all three of those guys, especially there in a standard league, um, just because He's going up against the Detroit Lions and we do know that the Lions allow the most points here. I'm just going to filter by PPR by standard league scoring. The Lions are the worst team against the running back in terms of PPR points, standard points, half PPR, I guess every league. So they allow about 28 points to the running back. If we expect David Montgomery to get 60 70 percent of this he's still looking at a 20 point game there so I do think Montgomery does have two touchdown upside this weekend and then as far as DeAndre Hopkins versus Keenan Allen uh wow that's a tough one so let's just quick look down here the Chargers are going up against the Patriots I'm assuming Stefan Gilmore wouldn't really be on Keenan Allen he's more of an outside receiver so I would expect him to be on Michael Williams so we'll probably talk a little bit more about this situation as we get closer here but the Patriots They do rank 13th against the wide receivers here. I am just curious. Let's just pull up and see. I want to see what kind of receivers have success against New England. Um, So we'll just hit receiver here. And uh, where are the Patriots? So the New England Patriots. And if this is a standard league here, I should probably click standard. So. Okay, so we're looking for wide receivers here. We're going to just view the top receivers first. DeAndre Hopkins was limited to 5.5. Brandon Cooks, 8.5. Willie Sneed, 18.4. That's really weird. Rashad Perriman had a good game, 22.1. Stefan Diggs, 9.2. Brandon Ayuk, 11.5. 10.1 for Patrick. Hmm. I'm not really seeing a common thread here of receivers and body types. I mean, you got Matt on the list, Renfro, Tyreek Hill. So it's kind of like a weird situation where I'm going to have a hard time predicting what receiver here. I do like Keenan Allen, but I think DeAndre Hopkins probably gives me a little bit more confidence to hit his floor of at least 10 points. Keenan Allen, he did kind of struggle last weekend. And I'm also worried that maybe Justin Herbert, like if Belichick throws a pretty good game plan at him, that might stifle him a little bit. Also, Austin Austin Eckler is back, which I noticed last weekend. That kind of hurt Keenan Allen's numbers, and uh, this offense is going to be more Eckler-based. Um, so I'm thinking David Montgomery is the guy I want in for sure. If that's your flex. And then I think I'm going to lean with DeAndre Hopkins. We did look at his numbers earlier. He has been pretty good against Jalen Ramsey, and he's going to continue to be the leading target guy there. So I think for me, I'm going to rank him Montgomery, Hopkins, Keenan. Uh, We got Sports Dog with a question here. We got two IR spots, and both are ready to return. David Johnson and Miles Gaskin. We have Derrick Henry, Aaron Jones, Jamal Williams, J.K. Dobbins. Do I keep either IR player? I have no roster space or let them go. Do I keep either IR player? I have no roster space. Hmm. So, uh, I mean, as far as like your starting lineup, you're going to keep, you're going to continue leaning on Henry and Aaron Jones. I do like the idea. I think, because we were talking about, I think this is your 18, the 18 league sport Dob that we've been talking about this week. I'm assuming Jamal Williams wouldn't be needed. And I'm assuming, I mean, I really like JK Dobbins. Uh, I think I'd rather have Dobbins than David Johnson or Gaskin. So I'm going to hold on to JK Dobbins. I do think Jamal Williams could be swapped out for one of Gaskin and David Johnson. I just, I don't know how much I'm excited about uh, David Johnson here. I do think Gaskin has the opportunity to, because all the running backs in Miami are dinged up right now. I do think he has the best opportunity to return and be more of a full strength guy right away. So we're asking we have to pull those guys up. I think I, I think I'm willing to cut Gaskin for Jamal Williams, and then we're gonna probably monitor Jamal Williams because if anything happens to Aaron Jones, we're gonna want Jamal Williams back. Uh, but then David Johnson. I mean, the, the, let's just look at the Texans schedule real quick. Houston Texans schedule. So they're gonna play the Bears, the Colts. Uh, I don't really like those two games. I think I'm okay with with letting David Johnson fly here. We're not gonna use him against the Texans. Not gonna use him against. Uh, or against the Bears, not gonna use him against the Colts. The Bengals matchup is nice, and I guess the Titans matchup is nice, but I just, I don't know if we see much value for him the next three weeks, Colts, Bears, Colts. uh, I think I would cut, I would cut him for sure. So maybe get rid of, um, get rid of David Johnson in this case. Uh, I think if you want to keep Gaskett, I would swap out uh, Jamal Williams and get him out of there. So I hope that helps. We got Fabian hanging out in the chat room. What's going on, man? Since Josh is out, I have to start Harris and Hines. Thoughts? So no Jacobs. We have to start Damien Harris and Naheem Hines. So I, I like Naheem Hines this weekend. He's got a pretty safe floor. As far as Damien Harris, it was a, kind of a weird split last weekend. Uh, we did see Sony Michelle come back, but he only played one snap. So I'm not worried about Sony Michelle coming back at all. Uh, maybe he gets a couple more snaps, but it seems like they're committed to to Damien Harris here. He played on 64% snaps, 14 touches, 47 yards. The really weird thing here was James White ends up getting two goal line touchdowns. So that's, I don't see this happening uh, very, very much going forward. So maybe Harris can fall into the end zone here. They do play the Chargers. Chargers are pretty generous against the running backs here, about 25 points. They allow uh they, they rank 23rd against the run here so it's a green matchup I think I'm totally cool with with Harris and Hines uh, I guess we'd have to know who's on the waiver wire but um for if you're expecting those two guys to play in a PPR league I think you could get 20 to 25 points out of them and feel pretty good there we got Bills Mafia Bob here hanging out thanks for hanging out man we got to pick two wide receivers one flex please we got Devontae Parker Julio Jones Brandon Ayuk uh, Kareem Hunt, Chris Carson, Wayne gallman We got a lot of options here. Okay. So Devante Parker, I think that one's really simple for me. If, if you, if we see that Ryan Fitzpatrick is going to be listed as the starter, I think I will feel much more comfortable about Devonte Parker. I'm just pulling up to this game here. So I, for now, I do have Ryan Fitzpatrick penciled in here as far as practice reports. This is the time of year where teams are just being really kind of like, like, I don't know. They're just kind of really hidden with their with their with their practice reports. So we did see by Loa here limited all week, questionable with the thumb. It, it's it's a toss up here. So if if it's Patrick plays, I do like Devonte Parker. I feel pretty safe with him. So let's move on to Julio Ayuk. As far as receivers, I do like Julio Jones, um, but he's really hard to trust. I just think if Julio Jones blows up, that's going to be the guy that probably keeps you up at night that we benched and he had a good game. And there was a quote that I read that Julio, um, he said that he feels like no, like nothing wrong with his hamstring. So he did practice today. He was limited, didn't practice Thursday, limited again. But it sounds like he's going to be fine. So I do like Atlanta's offense right now. So I'm a big fan of Julio. It's going to be Brandon Ayuk's first game back, but also you got Raheem Mostert, Debo Samuel. Uh, both those guys are back as well. So I think the packing order for the 49ers goes Raheem, Debo, and then probably Ayuk. So I think... Just in terms of of touches and opportunity, I think I'm okay with leaving Ayuk on the bench and maybe we'll just kind of observe him and see what we can do with him going forward. Kareem Hunt going up against Tennessee. Uh, let's see here. I don't think there's anything wrong with the, the Cleveland injury report here, but I'm kind of nervous about this, this game here because there's a couple of receivers out for 10, uh, for Cleveland. They might be leaning on the run just a little bit more keeping, you know, keeping less receivers on the field. So I could see Kareem hunt having a nice game. He hasn't really been playing very good football for us. So I get the hesitation there. So I'm kind of hesitant about Ayuk, a little bit about hunt. Chris Carson, I do feel pretty good, but they also have a pretty healthy back in Carlos Hyde that they like getting on the field. So uh, as far as the Seahawks here, where is that Seahawks game? Seattle plays the Giants. They They do give up a good amount of points to the running backs here. So we could see... Uh, Chris Carson get himself back into the mix here. So so far, I feel good about Parker. I feel good about Julio, and I feel pretty good about Carson. As far as Wayne Gallman, we know he doesn't have a lot of opportunity or or a lot of competition for touches. Seattle is middle of the road here against the running back. I just don't know how many. One, we're we're trusting Colt McCoy to lead this offense to the red zone enough to get him, you know, opportunities to score a touchdown. So if you're going to pick one running back from that game, give me Carson. And I think if if it's going to be Tua, I'm going to say no Parker. If it's Fitzpatrick, go with Parker. But for now, I'm going to say uh, choose between Parker, Julio, and Carson, if that makes sense. I hope that helps. Or Booker, dang it. We got Devontae Booker into the mix. I've, I've, I'm a really big Devontae Booker fan. If you guys have been watching that stuff for the last – I don't know. A couple of weeks, I've I've been stashing Booker everywhere just because I know Josh Jacobs. He's he's a bruising back. He gets dinged up around this time of year, and uh, I've just been stashing him. So I'm I, give me Devonte Booker over Carson over over Gallman. Uh, I'm going to put Devonte Booker right up there with Parker and Julio. So again, if Devonte Parker is with Tua, give me give me Julio and give me Booker. I think, but we'll just have to monitor that report there for the Dolphins. Would you play Kyle Rudolph, Hayden Hurst, or Noah Fant? Uh, The one thing that I like about Kyle Rudolph right now is we know Irv Smith is out. Like, they've already come out and said that he's not playing. Uh, This is the the results last weekend. So he plays 57 snaps, 78% of the snaps there, 7 for 68 on 8 targets. That feels pretty good here. They have a couple other tight ends that they use, but this, I mean, Tyler Conklin is more of a blocking tight end. They're not going to really feature him in the passing game. So I do like Kyle Rudolph. I just, I, I mean, we're probably not going to see Kirk Cousins uh, wheel it out for 45 pass attempts in this one. So maybe Rudolph comes down to maybe four or five targets, ends up with three, four, five catches, maybe, but he does have a good op- opportunity for a touchdown in this one. The Jaguars are pretty generous against, uh, here, we're going to pull that up. The Jaguars are pretty generous against the tight end let's see here. So Jacksonville, I mean, we can target all these positions here, but they do allow about 14.4 points to the tight end. And if, I mean, if, if, if Kyle Rudolph can get eight to 10, I think we're feeling pretty good there with Hayden Hurst. I have noticed Hayden hurts or Hayden Hurst plays better when he has Julio and Ridley on the field, just because defenses have to respect those two receivers uh, quite a bit. So sometimes Hurst actually benefits when those guys are in less, uh, less focus on the defense for him. So I do like Hayden Hurst. It is against the Saints. Let me just pull up here to that Saints-Falcons game. So the Saints, um, they're a little bit stingier against the defense here or for the tight ends. So I think I'm going to rank them uh, probably Kyle Rudolph and then Hurst. And then as far as the Miami do- or the uh, Denver Broncos going up against the Chiefs, I mean, I, I really have no faith in the Broncos offense right now. I know Drew Locke's going to be back for this one. Um, We do have a a game where these two played already earlier, uh, but you see the Chiefs here, they're kind of 20th against the tight end. So not that, not terrible. Uh, I didn't want to pull up. Let's just look at this real quick because the Chiefs and the Broncos already played each other once this year. So maybe we can kind of learn and see what, uh, what kind of stuff we can expect here. So they house the Broncos 43 to 16 drew lock two interceptions, no touchdowns, no offense three for 38. I just I I'm week 13. I'm give me give me Kyle Rudolph with Kirk Cousins, who's playing good football. I think that one's pretty simple for me. I'm just gonna fall into the Vikings points. Um so I'm gonna drop Gallman for Booker. Yeah, I think I think at this point, um lean into that Raiders heavy run offense. I know Wayne Gallman's been pretty good here, but I think they're also gonna get Devonta Freeman back pretty soon here. And if it's Colt McCoy, I just I just don't trust the Giants offense. I think I think I feel pretty good about Booker this weekend and we'll see what happens later so Jacobs is out so we go JK or Raheem I'm going Raheem more uh, Raheem Mostert because I do know that JK Dobbins is a very good player we just don't know how the backfield splits are going to look like this weekend Uh, we were talking about this last night but in week 11 we saw JK just dominate the snaps and he dominated the touches for Baltimore but Now that it's the weird week with COVID and he's kind of got to get his conditioning and stuff back in there. I think I'm going to keep JK on the bench. We'll just reevaluate the situation after we see the touches, the snaps. So we know Raheem Mostert is going to be playing. And uh, basically when Raheem is in, I think he's proven that we should probably have him in our lineups. Buffalo bills, not the greatest here against the running backs, 24.6 total points. They rank 21st. I'm going to lean into Raheem Mostert in the 49ers offense. Um, so we pick uh, we picked up quarterback Rivers. We're just a bit about starting Herbert. Should I start Rivers or stick with Herbert? Um, I did kind of mention this earlier when we were talking about the Chargers Patriots game. I guess since we're um, since we are we already covered the one game on the list here tonight. So I think we could cover. Uh, you guys want to hop over to let's let's take a look here at the Patriots and the Chargers game because I'm a little bit nervous. Justin Herbert didn't look that great last week and. I am nervous because Bill Belichick does have a really good defensive mind. He's playing against a rookie quarterback. Austin Eckler is back. I really don't know what we can expect from the Chargers in this one. So I do think uh, at the moment, Phillip Rivers is playing some really good football. And he's playing the Houston Texans. And also, the thing about the Houston Texans is not only did they lose Will Fuller to the PED thing, but they lost their best cornerback, Bradley Roby. So they're down to like their their third, fourth, fifth string uh, cornerbacks here. And I just think Philip Rivers right now, you look at the Colts offense as a whole, if we like Naheem Hines, that adds stability there to move the ball. We do like Jonathan Taylor to run the ball against the Texans, but he's also got T.Y. Hilton, Michael Pittman Jr.'s playing some really good football, the tight ends, Mo Alley Cox, Trey Burton. I, I think Phillip Rivers offers us a little bit of a safety. Whether that's here, I just I want to pull up. Philip Rivers has been throwing the ball quite well lately. Um, and then he's also got he's also got another game against the the Texans right around the corner. Uh, but Philip Rivers, the last three games, I've noticed he's been on a little uptrend here in terms of passing. So we see 308 yards, 388, 295, and he's thrown six touchdowns. And he's kept his interceptions kind of in check there, which is only two turnovers. Uh, but pretty good numbers here from Phillip Rivers. I think they're going to probably throw the ball 35, 40 times. And there is the outside chance that the Texans offense, man, they, they're, Deshaun Watson's playing good football. I know there's no Will Fuller, but the Texans offense, they, they have been playing some really good football. So I, and they also get David Johnson back. So maybe that kind of helps things. So for me, I think I'm going to roll with Philip Rivers in this one, especially if you need the win. I think, uh, I think that's what I would do there. No problem, Hollywood. Thanks for, thanks for hanging out there, man. Um, So where were we? So I'm going to skip the Patriots Charger game. We'll come back to that in a second. I did want to cover, let's go in order here. We're going to talk about the Giants and the Seahawks. Uh, I do have the order on the top left of the screen up here. We're going to be following that the rest of the way. So Giants Seahawks, let's first look at the New York Giants practice reports. I did think Daniel Jones, man, he's listed as doubtful, but he got a limited day in, which leaves just a glimmer of hope that he could play. I don't think we're trusting too many of our Giants pieces. We do say we do see Sterling Shepard, Darius Slate, and both guys limited today. Uh, as far as the Giants offense, I'm I'm starting Sterling Shepard at this point, just because he's been really consistent lately. And even though Uh, we don't really care about this passing attack. I guess with with Colt McCoy versus Daniel Jones, Colt McCoy is kind of a see-it-throw it it guy. He's just gonna wing it right away to the first read he sees if they're open, which would be usually Sterling Shepard here. And basically every game that Sterling Shepard has played and finished, he's been over double digits. So if you need a wide receiver three, that can at least just get you, you know, 10, 12 points. I do think Sterling Shepard is the guy here. You see the targets are going his way with eight, six, eight, ten. Uh, He's been kind of inconsistent with the yards. He's only scored one touchdown all year. So maybe he's due for a touchdown, but I do like him to catch six, seven, eight balls this one. Again, it's against Seattle. They still rank dead last against the wide receivers here. So I'm going to lean into Sterling Shepard here. I think he's on a roll. Evan Ingram, you're going to continue to use him as your tight end one. It really depends if you have a really good backup there. With Colt McCoy, we can really only only touch him in two quarterback leagues. I don't think I'm going to do so. And then Wayne Goleman. This has probably been uh, all week we've been getting the most questions about Wayne Goleman here. How do we handle this? Let's just pull up and see what the Seattle Seahawks have been allowing to the running backs position here. Uh, If we click on running back. And then let's also click on Seattle. So here are the top running backs against the Seattle Seahawks. We see 9.7 for Boston Scott, 16 for Kenyon Drake, 19.1 for Malcolm Brown, Zach Moss, 12.8, Derek McKinnon, 13.9, Chase Edmonds, 21.5. So it does look like they give up rushing touchdowns here. On the season, they've given up 10 rushing touchdowns total. They've allowed two uh, receiving touchdowns here, and they do allow quite a bit of of receptions here to the running back. That's a lot of receptions. Uh, we see 73 receptions to the running backs, 544 yards. So maybe Wayne Gallman has a decent floor. I would expect maybe 10 to 12 points out of him at least. And then it's really up to that touchdown streak. Do we think he can fall into the end zone again? Again, Seattle's allowed 12 touchdowns to running backs. So I think I'm going to feel okay with him as a low end running back to flex option here. But it's really, I mean, Colt McCoy, the offense doesn't doesn't excite me that much. Uh, we're not going to trust Darius Slayton, Golden Tate, Revenge Game, I don't know, Dion Lewis, but we're going to monitor Daniel Jones here. Seattle side really simple. Russell Wilson keep him in. Chris Carson try to find a way to get him in as your running back too. He didn't play a lot of snaps last weekend, but at least he found it found the end zone. I think if you just limit your your expectations a little bit and just kind of understand that he's just getting his feet back. Uh, only eight carries, forty one yards, but he gets a touchdown and then two for eighteen. So this is a this is a respectable game. First game back from a player with uh some some pretty bad injuries here. Carlos Hyde. If you needed somebody here as like a as a what the heck flex. Someone on the waiver wire to just plug in as a running back too, maybe. Maybe it could be Carlos Hyde, but I do feel good about Carson. And then I'm going to continue DK Metcalf, Tyler Lockett. You got to stick with those guys. You don't want to miss anything there. And then I do think Seattle's defense, if you needed someone to spot start on the defensive side, Seattle's playing some really good football lately. Um, and I've noticed uh, in terms of like these numbers that you see here listed for Seattle's defense, all these numbers are coming down. The last couple weeks with Jamal Adams back, and they also had Carlos Dunlap, who I know – Probably isn't going to play this weekend, so that hurts it a little bit. But this game's in Seattle against a backup quarterback in a game that Seattle Seattle needs to keep winning here. So I'm looking for Carlos Dunlap here. He did not practice all week, so we're probably going to be without him. Looks like Trey Flowers is doubtful, so it's kind of a risky one here. They're missing some important pieces on defense, but I do think Seattle should be able to take advantage of the Giants offense and kind of roll their way through. So we'll move on here to the Eagles Packers. Let's just check the chat room here. Uh, we got Mr. Mister hanging out asking Dobbins or Miles Gaskin. So uh, we did talk about Miles Gaskin a little bit earlier. Um, and we talked about JK Dobbins a little bit earlier. My bad. And I'm a huge J.K. Dobbins fan. I'm just nervous about how he looks in his first game back from COVID. They might elect to use more Gus Edwards, maybe more Mark Ingram. And we also don't know if Lamar Jackson's going to play. So if Lamar Jackson doesn't play, I don't want anything to do with this offense. Like, I don't even want to touch it. So at the moment right now, I don't think Lamar Jackson has practiced all week. I don't think we've also seen him activated off the COVID list. Um, they did put RG3 on IR, so this is looking like Trace McSorley as a worst-case scenario here. So for me, man, there's just there's too many what ifs with um, the Ravens and JK Dobbins right now. Whereas if um, I'm probably going to do a show tomorrow, once we get some more inactive and active news, uh, I think Miles Gaskin will be activated because I did notice the Dolphins' backfield, man. It is it is dinged up right now. So let me just pull up the Dolphins here. So, running back Salvin Ahmed, doubtful with a shoulder. Running back DeAndre Washington, doubtful with a hamstring. Uh, They're pretty much just down to Malcolm Perry, who's more of a a wide receiver. And they also have Patrick Laird, who they don't really want to have him run the ball. They want to throw it to him. So, I do think Miles Gaskin, trending towards playing. Really good matchup. Give me Gaskin, I guess, over Dobbins here. Uh, Bills Mafia Bob, should we drop? Brandon Ayuk for Corey Davis or Lazard or Pittman here. So I'm into Brandon Ayuk, but basically we're looking at all guys here that are second fiddles in their offense. So Brandon Ayuk, number two receiver for the 49ers, Corey Davis. I like Corey Davis this week because we did see Janu Smith has been already ruled out. So, if you needed that piece of information, Jonas Smith has already been ruled out for this weekend. So, I guess if, I mean, if you're Ryan Tannehill, who are you throwing the ball to? It's going to be AJ Brown. It's going to be Corey Davis. And then what? You're going to sprinkle it around to a couple backup tight ends, maybe. So, if you're looking, if this question, uh, Mafia Bob here, is for just this week, you want a guy to start this week. I do like Corey Davis. I also like Alan Lazard going up, I think long term, I give me. Give me Alan Lazard long-term because he's attached to Aaron Rodgers and we have seen Alan Lazard play some pretty good football. He scored last weekend. Uh, The Packers scheduled rest of the way looks really good. So I think from a rest of season standpoint, give me the guy attached to Aaron Rodgers in that Packers offense. Uh, Otherwise I do think Corey basically for this week, you're looking at all pretty good plays. If I'm going to rank them, I think Lazard's got a pretty good upside here going up against Philadelphia. Corey Davis, just because John Smith is not playing. I like Michael Pittman, but he, I mean, he had nine targets last week and only caught two of them. So I don't know what that issue was. Um, So he's probably going to be a little bit more inconsistent. He's also a rookie receiver. Same thing with Brandon Ayuk, but it seems like San Francisco actually knows how to scheme him open and get him the ball more successfully, you know, kind of that way. So I think for me, as far as this week, I'm going to say give me Lazard, Davis, Ayuk, Pittman. Uh, so I hope that helps. But either way, I mean, if if you're looking at that guy as your worst starting receiver, I think uh, I think you got some pretty good options there and you should be okay for the most part, whatever you decide to do. So Eagles and the Green Bay Packers, this one's in Green Bay. Let's pull up the practice reports for, we'll start with Philadelphia's side here. Um, so Zach Ertz has been activated. He's been practicing all week. He's got a full practice. I think he's going to play. So if you've been holding on to Zach Ertz, keeping him in the IR spot, keeping them there nice and warm. I think Zach Gertz can be played as a tight end one, limit your expectations. It's his first game back. I still think Dallas Goddard is going to be the guy that uh, gets way more snaps. I mean, Goddard played hundred percent of the snaps last weekend. And I do think he's still basically they got two tight end ones on this team. So if you're nervous about Dallas Goddard, I wouldn't be exactly yet. I think he's still gonna lead the team in targets and snaps this weekend. Zach Ertz, we'll see him kind of get eased in. Maybe they play him at 40 or 50% of the snaps. I'm not really sure how it's gonna work. So if you need help at tight end, I think you could whip Zach out Zach Ertz out there and hope for at least, you know, you know, three or four catches, maybe 30, 40 yards, get the seven, eight points as a floor, maybe get the touchdown as well. So I think I'm okay with Zach Ertz here. And then on the Packers side of things, we see Alan Lazard limited practice. He's, I mean, he's. I, I like Lazard here, but they've been taking it easy with him in practice. So really, Green Bay is kind of a banged up team in general. They've just been limiting a lot of guys here. Um, and as far as offense here, it looks like it's it's pretty status quo here. No run, no, like Tyler Urban's is the only running back here. So you like Aaron Jones, Jamal Williams in this one. So nothing too concerning there. If we quick look at the fantasy points allowed here, we see green Bay's defense pretty good here. They got three red marks here. So they limit the quarterback points. They limit the receivers and they limit the tight ends. So I did just say, I like Goddard and Zach Ertz, but the Eagles are built a little bit differently where they, their offense is ran through the tight ends. So those guys are basically wide receivers for them. So I do think Goddard and Ertz will be the leading guys uh, in the receiving department for Philly. And then I guess the funnel defense here for the Packers, Running backs get a lot of points against these guys. David Montgomery had a 25-point game against them last week. So you do like Miles Sanders quite a bit here. I have him listed as a running back, too, just because this this Eagles offense, man, they just just keep disappointing us. So I'm a little bit uh, skeptical there, but I do think he's got some pretty good upside in this one as well. As far as the Eagles defense, they allow quite a bit of tight end points here. They have a green matchup here. They rank 22nd. They're also pretty good against the running backs here, so I still like Aaron Jones. I have him listed as an RB1, but that's more because of his name. I don't think you want to bench Aaron Jones. The touchdowns haven't been falling his way, but I do think – I mean, Rodgers has been throwing a ton of touchdowns. I think eventually you're going to see Aaron Jones have one of those games where he gets two or three touchdowns you don't want to miss it. So continue starting Aaron Jones. Aaron Rodgers firing him up. Devontae Adams – Devontae Adams might have one of his best games of the season this week. I think Adams is, I mean, going up against Darius Slay, we just saw DK Metcalf dominate Darius Slay. And we also know, I guess I forgot to mention this on the Philadelphia side of the the practice report here. Darius Slay is questionable in this one with a calf injury. So if he's not 100% and you're going up against Devontae Adams, Devonte Devontae Adams had 10 catches for 180 yards against the Eagles last year in Lambeau Field, and that was without Darius Slay. Um, so I just I just think Devontae Adams is probably going to be the, the top-scoring receiver of the of the DFS slate this weekend, so I love that. I think Alan Lazard's playing some really good football. You want to get him in there as a wide receiver three flex. Robert Tunyon here, just because the Eagles, I mean, they allow quite a bit of tight end points, and Rob Tunyon, he's all of a sudden on a little streak here. Um, so continue starting him. And then if you need uh, help at running back, this is a flex option here. I do think Jamal Williams, because they've been kind of limiting Aaron Jones with touches, and just because Jamal Williams is a good player, they've been making sure to get him the ball. He has scored touchdowns in back-to-back games. So if you need help and you want to put out a guy that has a floor of seven to eight points in a PPR league, I do think Jamal Williams can help us there. And then I think I'm starting the Packers defense. I don't really feel comfortable with MVS. I like MVS's game, but it's, it's too much feast or famine for me. I'm going to avoid that. I'll, I'll look for, uh, instead of playing a guy like MVS who has a range of two to like 20 points, give me the Sterling Shepard who I know will just get me to 12. Uh, that's kind of how I view that. And then on the Eagle side, Carson Wentz is just usable in, in super flex league quarterback, two spot, Miles Sanders. You're starting him. Dallas Goddard. You're starting him. Zach Ertz. If you need the help at tight end, we can start him. I'm not starting the Eagles defense at all. And then I can't even touch. I can't even touch any receiver here for Philadelphia here. They got Jair Alexander uh, and Kevin Kings healthy against them this weekend. So I think it's pretty simple. Start Wentz in quarterback two. Sanders, Goddard, Ertz, that's what the offense is going to be built around here. So we'll move on to the last uh, 3 o'clock game here, the Patriots and the Charters. I'm going to answer a question here quick from SportDog1000. So we're planning on using Keenan Allen and Terry McLaurin as receivers, along with Bob Woods in the flex. I could go with Christian Kirk or Mike Williams or Lazard or Debo. Would you run with this or make changes? Uh, I think I think you. Know that, uh, I think you're on the right track here. Keenan Allen, Terry McLaurin, Robert Woods. I, I, I've always kind of lived by the rule. I can't. I can't sit my studs. And uh, there's also kind of the idea that you got to dance with who brung you. And I think you've been using McLaurin. You've been using Keenan Allen. Probably been using Robert Woods all year. For me, I think I'm going to continue to use those guys. I do like Debo Samuel, but uh, going up 49ers, going up against Buffalo. Buffalo defense isn't great. I could, I could, we could see a really good game out of Debo Samuel here. So if you want the Sunday night football hedge, I think at this point, Terry McLaurin has convinced us that he deserves to be starting in our lineup every week. Robert Woods, we looked at him earlier tonight and we really like what he can do against Arizona. But Keenan Allen. What do we do 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 with Keenan Allen now that we have one game with him and Austin Eckler back and we saw Keenan Allen's points per game drop pretty dramatically there. uh, I could see if you're nervous about Keenan Allen in this one, I could, I could see you swapping in Debo Samuel. Cause I do. I feel really good about Debo Samuel. I I mean, I feel good about Keenan Allen as well. Uh, But for me, I'm going to rank them as Woods and McLaurin are the, are the must starts. I'm leaving those dudes in for sure. Uh, But if you're feeling the Debo Samuel thoughts here, That I have I could see Debo outscoring Keenan Allen and it's a Sunday night football game Um, I think I just I don't want to feel like an idiot sitting here and watching Debo Samuel go off while I remember giving this advice here so I do think I like Debo Samuel more than Keenan Allen I hope that helps we got Matt Bame hanging in the chat room what's going on Matt Bame? thanks for hanging out dude Uh, Matt Baim's a longtime friend of mine he's also in my big fantasy fellowship league and he's a main competitor this year into the fantasy playoffs so I don't like giving you advice here. This man just made a pretty big trade in our in our league last night. So, what do you think of a potential trade for DeAndre Hopkins for David Mon- or DeAndre Hopkins for David Montgomery and Latavius Murray in a twelve-team two-quarterback superflex PPR league? And he winks at me because this trade was executed last night. So Matt aim his team needed a quarterback too. It also needed a running back too, and he decided to to plug it in with David Montgomery and Latavius Murray. Uh, he was riding DeAndre Hopkins, but he also has some really good receivers. Uh, Matt Baimes team, it had what, what did it have? It had Hopkins, Stephon Diggs, it also had Brandon Cooks, Cooper Cup. So he was really strong at the receiver position. And he essentially just swapped out uh, Hopkins for Montgomery. So and he also just snags Latavius Murray there. So he only had one running back that was Dalvin Cook. Did have a really good running back too, so Montgomery hops into there. Latavius Murray on the bench. I think this is a good trade. Uh, and I have, uh, Last night I highlighted that David Montgomery was probably my favorite player to target in terms of a uh, potential league winner. So you know what you did. This was a good trade, and uh, I'll probably see you week 16 in that league. Thanks for hanging out, dude. I appreciate, uh, appreciate you hanging out on a Friday night. So Ben Chris Productions says, how do you feel about Alvin Kamara this weekend? This is one of the most interesting, uh, I guess, player topics because we have two games at Taysom Hill and we have two duds with Alvin Kamara. We just, it's, it's pretty simple. We don't like what we're seeing here. Uh, I will pull up. Let's just take a look here at the, I want to pull up the week 11 numbers here for Alvin Kamara. Um, Cause we did just see this Falcon saints game two weeks ago. So let's pull up week 11, and we'll scroll on down here to the New Orleans Saints. So in this game, New Orleans wins 24-9. I think this game is going to be Atlanta, so I expect Atlanta to be a little bit more feisty. In this one, Julio Jones is probably on track to play. They're going to be a little bit healthier on offense. If Todd Gurley comes back too, that's a bonus there. But in this game, we did see the Saints run away with it. 33 snaps for Murray, 32 for Alvin Kamara. Both running backs at 12 and 13 attempts. Two targets, two catches for Latavius. One target for Alvin Kamara here. So if you take away that touchdown, we are not happy with this game. Only 4.5 points off the yards. So the touchdown saves it. But we have, we've seen Taysom Hill run for two touchdowns in back-to-back games here. So uh, also Latavius Murray has scored some rushing touchdowns. So you got to think Alvin Kamara is due, right? I'm just nervous. Um, that Latavius Murray and Taysom Hill are really capping Alvin Kamara. Like, I don't even I don't even view Alvin Kamara as a RB one anymore. I think I have him listed here as a running back too. Yep. So I do have Alvin Kamara listed here as a running back two. And also the Falcons, man, they're they're pretty good against the running backs. They nineteen point nine points in terms of PPR points. So it's not a it's not a very good matchup. I guess. I mean, are we playing guys like Devontae Booker? Are we playing Devonte Booker over at Alvin Kamara? I think so. Like that's kind of where we're at. You know, I'm. I'm give me Raheem Moster over Alvin Kamara. Uh, if Miles Gaskin gets activated, I think I'm going to roll with Miles Gaskin. Um, so Ben, Chris, it really depends if you want to um, if you want to enter in uh, the rest of your running backs. Maybe we can rank them and see how we feel about those guys compared to Kamara. Uh, I think that would help uh, if we get a little bit of context there. So we've already covered the the we just covered the Philadelphia Green Bay game. So we're going on about forty five minutes here. I have maybe another fifteen or twenty minutes to give you guys. So Patriots Chargers. Uh, we're gonna look quick at the practice reports here. Let's start with the Chargers side. So I guess the good news is Austin Eckler didn't have a setback last week. Um, so we're gonna continue firing him up for sure. As far as Kalen Balazs, he's questionable, just going to be a backup role there. Joe Reed, Mike Williams, um, looks like Mike Williams is fine here. Spence looks fine for the Chargers. As far as our New England Patriots, let's see what we got going on here. Uh, Everyone's limited today. What the heck? Uh, Cam Newton, limited. I don't know what the abdomen injury is here. Uh, Otherwise, I mean, everything else for fantasy looks fine. So I do think we will quick look at the fantasy points allowed here. Chargers' defense is lighting up green, so this could be a weak spot for the Patriots' offense. The Chargers are better against the wide receivers, and last week we saw Stephon Diggs struggle. Uh, they got him on a trick play to Cole, uh, Cole Beasley, I think, through a touchdown. Was it to either Dawson Knox or Gabe Davis? Um, so the Chargers, pretty good against receivers. That makes me a little bit more nervous about Jacoby Myers, but I think Myers should be able to get the targets to be at least a, a top 40, top 45 receiver there. Uh, I think Cam Newton's probably going to play. Uh, We just saw, I just saw Fabian's question in in there right now. I didn't really hear anything about this all week. So I guess it's not really a threat. We'll probably know tomorrow, but he's limited all week. I would assume if it was more serious and he wasn't going to play, we probably would have heard rumblings about that already. Uh, So I do like Cam Newton, but just as a quarterback too, I mean, we can't trust the passing stats. And last weekend they gave James White the rushing touchdowns here. I don't feel great about Cam Newton in quarterback one league. I think there's a couple other options. Uh, Give me Phillip Rivers fresh off the waiver wire if, if, if that, that's you know available option for you jacoby myers i'm probably going to move myers uh to a flex position here i did want a quick look at what jacoby did uh this is going to be week that's going to be week 12 so let's let's check this out real quick so i think jacoby hit 10 ppr points last week new england patriots so we see Jacoby Myers. He's going to lead the team for sure in snaps at the receiver position. He goes six targets, five catches, 52 yards. I think this is kind of a floor game. I know the week before he ended up with like three catches for thirty some yards. So he does have a, like a pretty low floor of like seven to eight points, but he's going to, be, he's going to be the receiver that's on the field. The most, he'll be one of the most targeted guys there. So I don't feel great about it. I'm probably going to move him to a flex position. Like I said, I think the only two guys that I I would be interested in the Patriots offense are going to be James White and Damien Harris. I think both guys are low end RB two flex plays. Uh, I would try to avoid it if I can, but I do like Damien Harris here because uh, I mean, these guys, the chargers, they don't, they're not, they're not the greatest here against the running backs. They allow almost 25 points per game in a PPR format. Uh, we did see James White score two goal line touchdowns last weekend. So maybe some of those roll, maybe if, if one of them rolls to Damian Harris, we're going to feel pretty good there. So I do like Harris and I do think White has some low end PPR value. On the Chargers side, I still have Justin Herbert listed as a quarterback one. Uh, I'm, I'm hesitant about it. He's probably going to be like, you know, like maybe the ninth, 10th, 11th, 12th best quarterback this week. So he's not a slam dunk, um, but he does feel... Uh, like he's got some things going for him with Austin Eckler, Keenan Allen, Mike Williams, Hunter Henry. He's got four really good weapons here. Uh, I just, it's, it's going to be hard to predict which ones have the best day. Austin Eckler had 16 targets last week. I think he had what, nine or 11 catches or something like that. Uh, let's see if we can pull that up real quick. So, Uh, Austin Eckler, 16 targets, 11 catches, 85 yards. So Eckler is the best play from this offense. I did think Keenan Allen he played fine. He had 10 targets, four for a touchdown. Um, You'd have to have a really stacked receiver group like we were just looking at for whose whose receivers were we just looking at? There we were looking at sport dogs. So I think. Uh, I think he's got the 18 league there, so he's got a pretty stacked league. Uh, I think he can he can afford to sit a guy like Keenan Allen, but for, for the most part, you're going you're gonna to start Keenan Allen here. Mike Williams, super boom bust. I'm probably going to leave him. I'm probably going to move him actually to the bench because he's going to be going up against Stefan Gilmore. I don't want any part of that, so I apologize for having him here as a wide receiver. Three, I'm going to leave him on the bench there. Uh, and then Hunter Henry. I could see Hunter Henry having a nice game. He did have 10 targets, 7 for 67. Tight end points are hard to come by, so continue leaning on that. I'm not starting either defense in this one. Kind of a really unpredictable game here. Uh, so if you guys have any more questions on that game, we can get to that. But for the most part, I'm going to move on to the Chiefs and the Broncos. Um, yeah, I think, I think Cam Newton's on track to play. We'll know more tomorrow. But... It doesn't seem like anything's too serious. It's kind of just a precautionary thing. And uh, will A.J. Brown play? If not, should I start Corey or Hollywood? A.J. Brown practiced in full today. I have no no worries about him not playing. I think you're going to be good to go there. Um, so continue starting A.J. Brown, the man's a boss. if, if We're just going to keep rolling into those touchdown points. Uh, so keep sticking with A.J.B. Broncos and Chiefs. Uh, if, you're, if you're relying on Broncos in Week 13, I'm just going to advise – Caution, I, I really don't want to start any of these guys, whether it's Drew Locke in the Super flex League. Melvin Gordon, sure, as a, as a really low-end RB2, he might be a top 20, top 25 running back. Uh, I don't feel great about it. Noah Fant, I guess if you need tight end points and you just want to hit at least six to eight points as a floor, he could be used as a tight end one. Tim Patrick is is an interesting play because we do uh, – he, he reminds me a lot of Portland Sutton. He does a really good poor man's impression of, of – Portland there so I do think he's probably the best receiver to start if you want to get someone you know with in in this game and then Jerry Judy uh, I like Jerry Judy but man like Drew Locke just doesn't just doesn't really have a good rhythm with Jerry Judy Jerry Judy looks like he practiced in full this week so that's good to see looks like Philip Lindsay's practicing in full so he's gonna be back as well I mean, if, if it's up to me, I'm not trying to start any Broncos. If you guys do have Broncos questions, you can hit me up in the chat room. Uh, but I think I'm going to recommend not using any Broncos in this one. Like we saw, the Chiefs dominated these guys 43-16 to 16 earlier this year. Drew Locke, no touchdowns. I think Melvin Gordon scooted in for a touchdown. He got a, like a really long garbage touchdown. But this, this is not the game you want for, for fantasy points week 13. So the Chiefs, we're going to start everybody, whether that's Patrick Mahomes, Tyreek Hill, Travis Kelsey, Clyde Edwards Alaire, what do we do with Clyde Edwards? He had a pretty rough game last weekend against Tampa Bay, but that was kind of foreseen because Tampa Bay's got a really good run defense. Uh, we did see here, you know, I wanted to pull this up because these two teams have played each other already. Clyde Edwards didn't have the greatest game, but he did score a touchdown. So I think if you don't have um, like some really good bench pieces or anybody else to play over Clyde, you're going to continue to use Clyde Edwards. Uh, but I'm lowering my expectations for him. I think he's just an RB2, maybe a top 20. Uh, we do see eight for 46 and a touchdown here. One for 17 in the air. It wasn't a really great, great game all around from the Chiefs. Everything just came really easy for this team. Um, I mean, even Chad Henney scored a touchdown here. Clyde Edwards won touchdown. Patrick Mahomes won touchdown here. This game was just, it wasn't really even close from the get-go. It was 28 to nine at halftime. Um, so I do think Clyde Edwards deserves an RB2 spot. Sammy Watkins is the guy that I'm really interested in. If he's available in 10 or 10 to 10 or 12 team leagues, he probably should be owned and just put on the bench. I don't know if you're going to start him this weekend, but we did see, let's look and see what he did last weekend. So J.K.L. So Sammy Watkins, he played 72% of the snaps, seven targets, four for 38 any any person that's going to get seven targets from Patrick Mahomes has my attention. So I do think he's got some wide receiver three flex value. He could be a top thirty six guy if you need the help there. Um, we can if you guys have questions on anything in this game, we can we can hit those later. But pretty straightforward. Start your start your Chiefs. Start the defense. Enjoy. Uh, it's not a good Sunday night game. I wish it was a different one, but we'll, we'll enjoy the Patrick Mahomes while we got it. Um, So Fabian's asking, I don't have AJ. I have Davis and Hollywood. I want to know so Davis can have a good game. Oh, okay. Um, Will AJ Brown play? If not, should I start Corey or Hollywood? Well, the good news is for Corey Davis that Johnny Smith's not going to play. So you're going to see, you think about who Ryan Tannehill is going to throw the ball to. It's going to go to AJ Brown or Corey Davis. And then they're going to be sprinkles, you know, leftovers for Anthony Berkser, Jeff Swaim, a Derrick Henry pass or two. So I do, I do like Corey Davis. Uh, quite a bit. And then in terms of Hollywood Brown, we did see the nice touchdown last weekend uh, at the end of the game against Pittsburgh. I guess not last weekend. It was friggin' Wednesday. Uh, But for me, give me, give me Corey Davis in a game where I know Jonathan Smith's not there. It's against Cleveland Browns who I think, I think that game could be kind of a a low key shootout. It could be a lot of fun, a lot of fireworks, a lot of scoring. And I mean, we don't even know if Lamar Jackson's going to play this this weekend. He still hasn't been activated off the COVID list. I do think um, I think we might have a better idea tomorrow, though, because Lamar, I think it was last Saturday that Lamar Jackson went on the COVID. So I think it's a seven-day kind of situation. So we'll see if if he does go. But for me, I think it's it's just too risky with Hollywood Brown. He's had one good game, and it was kind of just a fluky touchdown that happened. So I think I'm going to lean with Corey Davis, and I'm going to feel pretty good about it there. So Fabian's got one more here. Will Gurley play? Because if he doesn't, I'm screwed. Oh, man uh Fabian who we who can we um who can we pick up off the waiver wire I did see Todd Gurley practiced in a limited capacity today so he was not practicing yesterday limited today it's a tough matchup against the Saints so I don't even know if we like it if he if he plays I think we should be looking you should be actively looking to have a backup plan here so Fabian if you want a quick look at like your waiver wire and and see if we can we can make some names here um so yeah, man. Have a good uh, have a good rest of your night, and uh, we'll we'll see you we'll see you tomorrow, man. Um, so we're gonna move on to the Monday afternoon game, Washington and the Pittsburgh Steelers. Um, this game's kind of tough to predict what's going on here because we don't have a lot of practice information. Like nobody practiced yesterday for the Steelers. It's basically like a Tuesday afternoon or Tuesday night for them in terms of a real football schedule. So we did see. Ebron, full practice. is just kind of chilling. Um, Juju Smith-Schuster's not on the report, though, so that's good here. So we, we I still don't know if James is going to play. That's why um, I'm going to start calling out people in red names here that I, I'm not sure about and that have injury designations. So I do think James Conner could be a potential guy that sits out this weekend because if he's still on the COVID list, we're going to like Benny Snell here. So if Benny Snell is in your available in your league, he's worth a potential ad here because we don't know what's going on. Uh, Juju Smith-Schuster, you're going to continue using him. Deontay Johnson, continue using him. And Chase Claypool, I think these guys are kind of locked in. Uh, Claypool has been kind of the more boom-bust guy here, so he's more of like a flex play. I think Deontay Johnson and Juju are more locks and more uh, more consistent at this point. Eric Ebron does deserve a tight end one spot here because the points are so hard to come by. And Ben Roethlisberger, I mean, the dude's been throwing the ball 40, 45 times uh, a game here. I do think he's worth a quarterback one spot, even though... I was kind of hiding this Washington. We got all red matchups here. We only got two matchups that aren't terrible. Washington's allowing about 17 points per game to the quarterback third against the running back second against the receiver. Uh, so this is kind of like in a move, like a movable object uh, going up against each other here. And I do expect the sealers to have the, the upper hand here. I think Roethlisberger is a veteran quarterback. He can, he can kind of figure out a way to get, points on the board in this one. This one could be a a really slow moving game. I don't think we're going to see a ton of points here, but the one thing I do feel good about is the Steelers passing game. If if Connor's out, you're going to probably want to get Snell in there, but I don't feel great about it. He's a low end RB two could fall into the end zone here, but I'm not really feeling too great about this one for fantasy points. On the Washington side, Alex Smith Barely usable as a quarterback too. Antonio Gibson, I think you're gonna continue. Um, I think you're gonna continue to use him this weekend though. You gotta limit your expectations. We're playing, I mean, these are the two of the best teams against the running back, only 17 PPR points per game here. Again, uh, Steelers number one team against the quarterback, number one against the tight end. Like we're not really expecting a lot of points here. So I would I would try to avoid this game if you can. Antonio Gibson, he's a low-end RB2. I think Terry McLaurin is the one guy that I feel pretty good about. Uh, the Steelers, the one spot they do allow fantasy points is going to be the wide receivers. So we could, we should continue to see Terry McLaurin get his targets and uh, hit double digits for us in PPR leagues. If you need tight end help, Logan Thomas, I have a question there because I don't know. It doesn't feel the greatest. We do see that Pittsburgh's pretty damn good against the tight end. I'm probably going to move Logan Thomas down here uh, to the bench spot. And then J.D. McKissick, just because we expect the Steelers to bottle up the rushing game here, and probably be in the lead for the most part of the game, which could mean more passing, more kind of dump-offs from J.D. McKissick as Alex Smith is getting chased uh, by this pass rush here. So McKissick could be a low-end PPR RB2, but for the most part, I think I'm trying to stay away here. You guys do have questions on that one, we can we can get into that a little bit more, but I think I'm going to move on to the Buffalo Bills and the 49ers here. We got a quick question from our guy Noah. Thanks for hanging out on this Friday evening. Uh, we have the choice between Wayne Gallman, JK Dubins in one league, and Jonathan Taylor or Dobbins in another. PPR, who should I start? So let me digest this a little bit. We have a choice between Gallman or Dobbins in one league and Taylor or Dobbins in another. I'm very excited about what Dobbins can do, but I've kind of been saying this. Um, throughout the night I'm nervous about the snaps the touches the opportunity and I'm also nervous about the quarterback because we don't know if it's going to be McSorley or Lamar Jackson yet Um, so in that case my head instantly leans towards Jonathan Taylor it leans towards Wayne Gallman uh, just because I, I feel more consistent and safe with those guys Jonathan Taylor really good matchup going up against the Texans the the Houston Texans give up the most rushing yards uh, in the league to the running back position really good spot for him to have a pretty high floor there so I think that one would be to me I'm going to lean Dobbins or I'm going to lean Taylor over Dobbins in that that second league there and then as far as Gallman versus Dobbins um, we really can't afford to wait because both the, I mean the the Giants Seattle game that's a Sunday game Colts Texans game that's a Sunday game so I think it really depends. If we know that Lamar Jackson is going to be the starting quarterback, I could see myself wanting to get Dobbins in there over Gallman. But I think for now I'm going to go with Taylor over Dobbins, and for I'm going to slightly lean Gallman over Dobbins. But if if Lamar Jackson plays, maybe you split the difference here and you get Gallman. You get you get Dobbins over Gallman in that other one. If if Lamar plays, just kind of split the difference. I, th- I think you got some good options here, though. All these guys. Uh, especially if Lamar plays, I think, you know, all the three running backs that we have on the list here, they should be top 25, top 30 for sure. Uh, But I guess the thing I wanted to pull up, and I've kind of been talking about this uh, for a little bit here, but week 11 was the, so week 11 was, this was the game that basically it it gets me really excited uh, about having J.K. Dobbins because this game against the Titans went into overtime Titan's not a great defense, but you see J.K. Dobbins just dominate snaps, touches. You see 63% of the snaps, 15 carries, 70 yards, and a touchdown, two catches, 15 yards. And then you just look at what Gus Edwards did. Only three touches for Edwards, only two touches for Mark Ingram. Uh, wow, that's that's really exciting for J.K. Dobbins. But he's also coming back from COVID. Is his conditioning? Is he going to be you know 100% in his health? I, I I do err to the side of caution on this one. And maybe we just kind of see what JK does uh, from our bench. But I think you've got some pretty good backup options there if you need to roll with those dudes. Um, so we're going to move on to uh, Andrew Bauer. Thanks for hanging out, buddy. Josh Allen, Gabe Davis, go Buffalo Bills. Yeah, we're going to talk about the, the Buffalo Bills and in the, in the 49ers here next. Uh, no problem, Noah. Thanks for the question. Jacob Piccolo here. Start two, Devante Booker. Jacobs is out. Naheem Hines or Kareem Hunt, not PBR. Not PPR. I'm starting Devonte Booker all day. He's the clear, especially uh, because this is non PPR. Devonte Booker is the head honcho here in this this three man pecking order. Uh, and then, in terms of opportunity, Naheem Hines and Kareem Hunt both have similar opportunity. Um, Kareem Hunt going against the Titans. It's it's not a very good defense for the Titans. And then you look at Nahim Hines, the the Texans also not a very good defense. Um, that's tough. Naheem Hunt, what do we think in the chat? What do you guys think here? we got a few people hanging out. Would you guys, I'm starting Devontae Booker for sure, but I, I'm really torn on Hines versus Kareem Hunt. If it were up to me, I'm probably going to lean with, um, I'm probably going to lean with Kareem Hunt. One, because I think he's, he's a better player than Naheem Hines. And Naheem Hines just kind of has this huge, you know, five-point game, 20-point game five-point game, 20-point. It's been really inconsistent, whereas Kareem Hunt, I think, just offers a little bit more of a safety. Uh, A a bad game for Kareem Hunt probably looks like, you know, eight to ten points, so he's got a little bit safer floor. Um, But if anyone has any thoughts in the comments on that one, I think we could help it out. But for me, I'm going with Booker 100% for sure. And then as far as the other two, I I mean, the good news is I like Hines and Kareem Hunt this week, so I don't know if there's one that sticks out more than the other. And I guess since we're here, let me just let me just look at this real quick. I want to show you the, the PPR points allowed to each position here. So I know the Titans are very good. We also know the Texans defense not very good. So here you go. The tight the Texans ranked 31st here again, running back points, 31.6 total. So that's a really good matchup for Naheem Hines. Uh, and then in terms of our Tennessee Titans game. The Titans rank 26. They allow about 25.6. We are nervous about Nick Chubb heating up. Um, so I guess maybe I'm going to rank them. I'm going to rank them: Booker, Hines, Cream Hunt. Uh, but you got some pretty good options there. So uh, I think both Hines and Hunt are in some good spots there. So we're going on about an hour and five minutes here. I do plan on going live tomorrow evening. Uh, I think I'm going to schedule it for six o'clock as well. And then I also have a prop bet show. I think we're going to be going live at eleven o'clock tomorrow. So we'll see about that but I'm thinking 11 o'clock for the prop bets six o'clock. I'll go over the news and we'll just answer a bunch of qu- questions in the chat room. So we were going to finish up here with the bills and the 49ers uh, pretty easy evaluation here. The 49ers defense really strong against everything. We're going to, we're going to hesitate here with our Buffalo bills. Uh, the bills defense really bad and everything, but they do, you know, you know they're kind of stingy here against the wide receivers. So how do we evaluate this? Josh Allen, I still think he's a quarterback one. It's going to be a tough game for him. So just kind of limit your expectations. You'd have to have a rock, a rock star as your quarterback two to bench Josh Allen. So whip him out there. Uh, hopefully he can get a rushing touchdown for us. I think that's where he's going to save our value. Stephon Diggs, you're going to continue to use Stephon Diggs. I think he's a top five receiver in PPR leagues. So don't move him. I know it might be, maybe it's Richard Sherman on him, but they should find a way to get him the ball. Um, so just limit your expectations. I'll probably bump Diggs down to a, a wide receiver too. I do think um, I've been calling Cole Beasley the struggle target for Josh Allen. And if we like the 49ers corners of Richard Sherman and Jason Barrett, that might leave Cole Beasley as the guy that, that, you know, is the quick, you know, oh, I'm in trouble, throw it to Cole Beasley in the middle of the field kind of thing. So I do think Cole Beasley has some PPR value as a wide receiver. Three, Gabe Davis, we had Andrew in the chat room saying, go Josh Allen, go Gabe Davis. I do think Gabe Davis is a guy that deserves to be on rosters. Um, He's going to have a tough assignment. He might be on Richard Urmson, Jason Barrett the other. So I don't like Gabe Davis that much in here. He's more of a desperation flex. So I'm probably going to move Gabe. I'd be be nervous to tell someone to start Gabriel Davis. So I think I'm going to move him to the bench. Uh, I'm opportunistic about him in the future, but uh, I think he's more of a guy to just monitor this week and we'll see what happens. Uh, We're not using Buffalo defense. You see all these green matchups here. No, thank you. I can't rely on, on Zach Moss or Devin Singletary. I can't really confidently tell you to start one guy or the other. So I'm going to lean towards benching both of them. I'd rather, I'd rather start Jamal Williams against like the Eagles. I'd rather start chase Edmonds. A guy that I know is going to get eight to 10 points as a floor on the forty. on your side, Nick Mullins can be used as a quarterback two in Superflex. He's really, though, I, I don't think I feel great about it, but that's, you know, why he's up there as a quarterback two. Raheem Mostert, I might move Mostert up to a running back one because I have a feeling he's going to get the ball a ton in this one. We see Buffalo, they rank 21st here. They have, I mean, there's that one game, I don't know if you guys remember, it was a Tuesday night game, Tuesday afternoon game, or maybe it was a Monday afternoon game, but Clyde Edwards-Alaire just like ran all over this little Buffalo Bills defense. I think Raheem Mostert's going to remind us just how good he is on uh, this Monday night game. So I love Mostert continue fighting or firing up Debo Samuel as a wide receiver three. And I think Brandon Ayuk, he's going to be, it's his first game back from the COVID-19 list. I do think he's a top 36, top 40 fringe receiver there. So he could be used in PPR leagues. I feel better about him in a PPR format than a standard or half PPR. Um, Maybe use the 49ers defense. I mean, they got Richard Sherman back. Fred Warner, you know they got some good defensive lineman. Linemen, linemen. Um, so maybe the defense there. I just don't think I can trust Jordan Reed, Ross Dwelly. I think I'd rather look elsewhere for the tight end spot. So uh, I think that's going to do it for the 49ers in the Bills game. If you guys got any questions in the chat room, fire them up. Um, I did want to cover this Cowboys Ravens game, but it's really hard because I just don't know if Lamar Jackson's going to play. I'm pretty sure Mark Andrews is not going to play. Um, So I did say I'm going to go live tomorrow night. Just looking at this, Cowboys defense, very bad. Ravens defense, pretty good. Um, So I think just for some quick, I'll probably go over this more in detail tomorrow night. Uh, But I'm nervous about Andy Dalton. I'm nervous about Ezekiel Elliott. Amari Cooper is really the only guy that I think deserves to be in your lineup on the Cowboys side. Maybe Dalton Schultz as a low-end tight end one. Um, we'll see about J. Dobbins. We'll see about Gus Edwards. Uh, I think I just need maybe one more day of information before I recommend this one. So this one's incomplete at the moment, but, uh, I don't know. We've been going live for an hour and 10 minutes. We had a lot of good people hanging out in the chat room. I'll just throw some shout outs real quick. Thank you to Jacob Piccolo for the question. Shout out to Noah. Thank you, Andrew sport dog. 1000 good man hanging out in the chat room again. Fabian, man, thanks for hanging out. I appreciate you listening and, and engaging here. Ben, Chris, thanks for hanging out. Matt Bame, I hate your guts, Matt Bame. I want to beat you week sixteen. Uh, but thanks for hanging out, dude. I appreciate I appreciate the support there. Uh, Bill's Mafia, Bob, thanks for hanging out, man. We had Mister Mister hanging out. Uh, Hollywood, thanks for hanging out. Steven Drake's good to see you as always in the chat room, and Harris YT. Uh, so it's really cool seeing some of you guys uh, come back to the chat room. That must mean I'm doing a decent job here. if We got people coming back, so I'm very thankful for your time. Thank you for commenting, subscribing, liking all that good stuff. Um, really appreciate all the support. Uh, again, tomorrow I'm going to be back. I think it's going to be 11 o'clock. We'll be hanging out with my friend Jesse. We'll cover. Uh, we're going to look at DraftKings Sportsbook. We'll, we'll open that up and look at the player prop bets that we're into. And then I think uh, I'm going to schedule 6 o'clock Saturday night hangout. We will – I'll cover this Cowboys-Ravens mess of a game here, and then um, and then we'll I'll just open it up for questions, and we'll just do lineup decisions. We'll look at some of the news. Uh, anything else that comes out tomorrow, I think we'll look at. So if you guys want to hang out, 6 o'clock, same time tomorrow night. Uh, but for now, I'm going to get out of here Friday night. You guys have a good rest of your evening. Stay safe. Enjoy, uh, enjoy your weekend. We'll see you guys later. Adios, peace.